As we talk about repenting, we're going to look at three scriptures, 1 John 1, 9, 2 Chronicles 7, 14, and Proverbs 28, 13. 1 John 1, 9 says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. 2 Chronicles 7.14 says, If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. And Proverbs 28.13 says, Whoever conceals his transgressions will not prosper, but he who confesses and forsakes them will obtain mercy. Will you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for giving us the gift of confession and repentance. God, you don't call us to repent to burden us or to shame us, but to lift the burden of our guilt and repair the intimacy between you and us that you created us for. Father, remove the pride in us that keeps us from humbling ourselves before you. Convict us to seek your face and your word because it is in your word that you correct and instruct us. Father, we confess that we fall short every day. We have not loved you with our whole heart and we have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. Have mercy on us and forgive us for the sake of your son, Jesus Christ. As we think about asking, we'll look at John 15, 7 and James 1, 5 through 6. Jesus said in John, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. And James 1, 5 through 6 says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously to all without reproach and it will be given to him. But... Let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. Heavenly Father, you tell us that if we abide in you and if your words remain in us, then we can come to you with our requests and you will hear us. And we know, according to your word, that when we ask you for wisdom, you grant it generously. Help us to ask you in faith, not doubting, because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that's tossed by the wind. And so, Father, we ask you to give us the heart and mind of Christ. Rewire our desire so that we love what you love and hate what you hate. Remind us that when we approach your throne of grace, we can approach you with confidence because of Christ. And it is in the mighty name of Jesus and by the power of your Holy Spirit that we pray. Amen. Pray. Praise. Repentance. Ask. Yield. As we talk about prayer this month, today it's going to be pretty simple. Uh, matter of fact, this is probably what you should have learned fifth and sixth, seventh grade. And you may say, I already know all this. Well, then that should mean you're doing it. And you can be teaching others. But I'm reminded, uh, there was a movie called Gravity. It it was fine. It wasn't that great, but it was was okay. It had George Clooney and Sandra Bullock, and I don't really remember what their names were in the show, Uh, but they're astronauts. And, uh, you know, they're in space, and um, all of a sudden, a satellite 
a missile hits it, a Russian missile hits this satellite, so debris coming their way, so it looks like they're probably not going to make it, it's going to be uh, awful, uh, yada, yada, yada. And Sandra Bullock, uh, at one point, when it looks like this is the end, <clears throat> like there's no hope, she uh, says, uh, God, oh God, help me. I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. God, I'm, I'm going to die. I'm going to, well, I mean, I know everybody's going to die, like I'm, like, but like I'm going to die now, right? And um, I, I'm, I'm really, really worried. I'm really, really scared because I don't think anybody's going to mourn me. I, I don't think anybody's praying for my soul. I don't think anybody's praying for me. So, God, I don't know if it's too late, but would, would you pray for my soul? Would, would you pray for me? I, I don't know how. I've, I, I've never prayed before. Nobody ever taught me how. And then she says again, God, nobody ever taught me how to pray. I don't know how. Well, I want to believe at the end of this day, you at least won't have to be like Sandra Bullock saying, nobody ever taught me how to pray. I, I want to start with a very basic message, but I think a very important message. And so we're just going to do two things. First of all, I want to give you some resources. And then secondly, I want to give you some methods. So resources and methods. So first of all, uh, for those of you who love to use your phone, um, some of you read the Bible on your phone, which that's great. Uh, there are a couple of apps that you can use. Now, I've got one called Prayer Mate that kind of alerts me uh, when it's time to pray for different things. Uh, it's got people on there. I've uh, got a list, people I want to see come to Christ, uh, just different prayer requests. And you can get alerts from this, and uh, you can sit down and look at it each day. It even has some prayers that you can pray. It has scripture there that you can pray. So that's just a tool if you want to use it. I don't use that all the time, to be honest with you. I don't use it a whole lot, but it, it, it sends me little messages, little signals. And so, but you may uh, be way into your phone when you're using your devotionals or you're doing your devotionals, so, and that would really help you in your prayer life, then I encourage you that. There's also another one uh, called Echo Prayer that's uh, pretty much the same. Uh, those are the two that I've come across that I think are a benefit. So that's, that's one resource. But let me tell you about some books. Uh, first of all, um, we just had a couple of our folks read from uh, Everyday Prayers with Scotty Smith. Now, I'm encouraging every uh, member of our church to go through this book this year. And this is a, a simple scripture and then a prayer that you can read. And so I can't make it a whole lot easier for you than this. But we're all gonna do this together. Matter of fact, uh, the leadership and the elders and the deacons have already started. And today's the day. Uh, you can start. So you can come and pick up a copy. I've got a couple here and there's some in the back. Uh, try to do one per family and then you can order. You can get online and order for the rest of you. We'll probably run out. I'm telling you that right now. We'll probably run out today. Uh, but if you haven't picked up one, go do that and begin. Or uh, what would even be better if you do get one, maybe just buy one and bring another one back for somebody else if you don't mind doing that. Uh, but this is an excellent resource. And here's what I'm asking you. I'm asking you to commit three minutes a day. Now you can go a lot longer and a lot deeper, and I hope that you do, but I am challenging every member of our church to spend at least three minutes a day in prayer. And again, the prayer is literally written out for you that you can read and make it your own. It's the scripture and then the prayer. Now, you might be saying, man, I already spent 30 minutes, an hour today. Great. I'm asking you to add three minutes to it. And so uh, if you take one of these books, 
you're committing to say, I will do three minutes a day. Uh, and I believe as we do this as, as a church and as a body of Christ, as believers, that we'll see the Spirit of God move in our lives and move in our church. And I believe that you will grow and you will know Christ in a greater way than you do right now, a year from now. So I challenge you uh, to pick one of these up. Um, if you want to go still deeper and richer um, in prayer, you want to know more about prayer, this is E.M. Bounds, um, his book on prayer. It's, it's uh, I believe, the best book on prayer as far as a comprehensive view. And so it has a lot of prayers in here, a lot of scripture in it, got a lot of methods. And so I encourage you, if you want to go deeper, if you want more information, this is an excellent piece. And then last but not least, um, there are actually two things. One, this little book by Martin Luther. Martin Luther had a barber who uh, asked him one day, Martin Luther, I, I'm having a hard time praying and keeping my mind fixed on prayer. He goes, can you give me some help? And so Martin Luther wrote him a letter, and now it's a little 25-page book, and told him what he did. As a matter of fact, we're going to use some of those methods today. And what he did, he taught him how to pray scripture. And that's what it is. This is something you could read in about 20 minutes. And so if you want to use this, this will give you an excellent resource on how to pray uh, the Lord's Prayer, how to pray the Ten Commandments. Uh, he even prays the Creed. Uh, but he, this is the way Martin Luther did it. Excellent little piece. And then last but not least, and I've made this available numerous times before, but John Stott daily prayers. This is a great morning prayer. Uh, matter of fact, I used to do this with my son every day when I used to tr drive him to school. And we would quote this each day and he, he memorized it. And uh, we've had it up at our house before. I have it on my wall. It's, it's a good place for me to just kind of start the day to read. And it's a Trinitarian prayer. It's a gospel-centered prayer. And it also prays the fruit of the Spirit. And so this is a, like a 90-second prayer uh, that you can use to start your day. So those are some resources that I encourage you to consider. I have uh, more of those prayers. They're copies outside as well as my notes. If you want those, those are outside as well. And you can always get those on the YouTube, not YouTube app, uh, the YouVersion app. Excuse me, uh, too much holiday. YouVersion app. Uh, that our church is on, where all our notes are on, if you ever want to get on there and follow uh, me along with that. So with that said, uh, I want us to jump in to some methods. Again, I mentioned to you uh, the principle of pray. Now, you've heard other uh, acronyms like ACTS. Uh, there are different acronyms used, but I, I like this word pray just because that's what we're focusing on. Praise, repentance, asking, yielding. Now, um, let's look at a couple of things and consider how we might could use this and how we could, <clears throat> how we could do this. So uh, I'd like to start <clears throat> with um, the Ten Commandments. This is something that Martin Luther does as well. And um, sometimes this is the way I'll do it at night. I will kind of do the Lord's Prayer, do it a couple of times, get my head kind of in the right place. And then I might use this to pray for me Sometimes I pray it over my children, my wife, uh, other people, and I just take the Ten Commandments and I kind of walk through them. And I can use this pray uh, acronym that I showed you where I can do a praise, a repentance, <clears throat> I can ask, I can yield, uh, or I can just simply pray the commandments. Now, how does that work? How, how do you do that? Well, let's, let's try that. Let, let's talk about it for just a moment. Let's say that we're going to, I'm not going to do all the commandments, but we're going to do just a couple of commandments. And, and I want to explain the first two because they're sometimes a little confusing. Now, 
one thing, it's good to, to learn the Ten Commandments. And if you, they're, they're in Exodus if you need to go look them up. But you can learn them. You can write them down, put them on your wall, put them in your Bible, wherever you would like. And uh, there's a little method that I've taught a few times. We're not going to take a lot of time to do that today. That helps you memorize them easily. So uh, it's this. We take a finger. We use all ten fingers for ten commandments. Uh, you shall have no other gods before me. One God. Uh, thou shalt not bow to idols. That's your two fingers. Uh, you shall not take the Lord's name in vain. Three fingers. The third one. So don't take the Lord's name in vain. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy, kind of like a church. Uh, honor your father and mother. Uh, then number six, thou shalt not kill or murder. Uh, thou shalt not commit adultery, two fingers walking up the hand. Thou shalt not steal. I grab these three fingers. Thou shalt not bear false witness, like I have my hand on the Bible in court. And thou shalt not covet or be greedy, all 10 fingers, okay? So, uh, if you, you can go back and watch that and pick that up later. But with that understanding, let's do uh, a couple. So let's start with, you shall have no other gods before me, <clears throat> which by the way, is one of the great commandments. It's part of where the great commandment comes from. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, with all that you are. So you shall have no other gods before me. W what does that mean today? Well, there's nothing that we should revere more, that we should honor more, that we should believe more than God himself. He is the creator. He is the sustainer of our life. He is omniscient. He is omnipotent. <clears throat> he is God. So when our thoughts come in our mind that we, we know what God's word says or we're convicted and we go another way, we're letting another God take control. We're letting our own minds, we're letting our own philosophies. In our culture today, what's the highest value, the highest goal? That you ought to be able to do whatever you want. You ought to be able to do, have whatever it is that you want. That's the highest value. Well, if that's the value, then that becomes your God because it's supreme. But we say, God, your holiness and your word, nothing is before that. I shall not make any idols. Well, there's probably not many of you going home and bowing down uh, to a piece of metal or a, a piece of wood. But how do we do that today? Well, when we have things that we become consumed with and they begin to consume our life and God gets pushed out of the way. We don't have time to pray. We don't have time for church. We don't have time to worship. We don't have time to study because of an idol whether that be money, our job, whether that be entertainment, whether it be sports or whatever it is. And we make that our idol because we've pushed God aside. So let's take a moment and let's pray a few of the commandments. Uh, I want to invite you to do this with me. <clears throat> and so we can kind of do it in heart, excuse me, heart <clears throat> and spirit. And so... Uh, let's do that together, and we'll just do a few of them. And uh, matter of fact, I'm going to do it uh, for just a, a few generic names. Like you might, if you're a parent, you might want to do this for your children right now. You might want to do it for your grandchildren. Maybe you're doing it for a spouse or a brother, a sister, or a friend. You can certainly do that. So let's, let's use that method for just a moment. Oh, Lord, I pray that Johnny... Susie 
would not have any other gods before you. Lord, I pray that they would seek to praise you as the God of the universe. Lord, I pray that they would repent and they would be convicted when they let other things become their God. Lord, I ask that you strengthen their hearts and their spirits and that they would yield to you the true God of the universe. I pray that Johnny and Susie, Lord, would not bow to the idols in their life of popularity or materialism or anything that consumes them, that defines them beyond being your child. I pray, Lord, for your power to be upon them. I pray, Lord, that you would also keep them from using your name in vain, from saying one thing and doing another, for claiming to be a follower of Christ, but then living a life that mocks that style. Lord, I pray that when they speak your name, it would be in honor and in reverence. And I pray, Lord, your conviction upon them. Lord, I pray that you would help them to remember the Sabbath, that they would realize and recognize and desire the importance of coming together in worship and spending time in prayer, listening to you, worshiping you, and that, Lord, they would let nothing come before you. They would make it a priority in their lives. I ask these things in your name. Amen. You could continue to pray those. And what are you doing? You're using the scriptures to help you pray. You're combining those two together. It's the food and the water going together. Now, I think that's a tremendous help. And if you do that, it helps you to focus. And you're not all over the place. It doesn't mean you can't pray for other things. Absolutely you can. But this helps you to focus. Now, I want to talk to you about one other method. It's called Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina. And this is a very old form of prayer, and it's really, really simple. And uh, so I want to give you the steps, and then I want us to do them. All right? So in Lectio Divina, the first thing that you do is you would have a passage of Scripture, uh, a short passage of Scripture, and you would read it multiple times, at least three times. Read it out loud, read it over, and read it over, and read it again. Then after you've slowly uh, read that passage... Then meditate for a couple of minutes on each phrase that grabs your attention, on each major phrase. So you take a moment and you just meditate sometimes on just the word, a word. So if I was doing our father, meditating on what it means for God to be a father, that he's a, a good father, and what a father expects of his children. And I could kind of walk through each phrase of the Lord's Prayer or again, any passage. Psalms are great to use as well. And so take a few minutes to just meditate and concentrate and focus on the word. And then take a moment to be silent before God and invite him to speak to you. Just be silent and respond in a spirit of prayer and then just sit before him and reflect and let him speak to you. Just be in his presence. 
All right, so let's use Psalms 4610, the very first part, and let's do that together right now. This is a very simple scripture to do, and so let's do it together. Uh, Be still and know that I'm God. So I want to invite you in your heart and your mind to recite that multiple times. Be still and know that I am God. And then after you've said it a number of times, I want you to focus on, uh, you you can focus on words today. We're just going to do two phrases in the interest of time. We're going to start with that first phrase, be still. That means let go of distractions. Be quiet. Sit before him in stillness. Focus on that. Being still and listening. Invite God to speak to you. Now focus on, know that I am God. Know that he is all-powerful, that he is all-knowing, that he is the creator and sustainer of the universe, that he holds your very life in his hands. He forms you, he created you. Give him thanks and think about his attributes, his attributes and Know him. Praise him. That he is God. Repent of anything you need to ask forgiveness for in your life. Ask him for whatever you will. And let's enter into a spirit of yield. Tino. Do not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, 
but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of man. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father." Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you both to, to will and to work for his good and pleasure. Do all things without grumbling or disputing, that you may be blameless and innocent, Children of God without blemish in the midst of crooked and a twisted generation, among whom you should shine as lights in the world. Let us pray. Today, Heavenly Father, we just say thank you. Thank you for being Lord. Thank you for being a God that doesn't sleep or slumber. Thank you for allowing us to be able to come into your presence through the, the, through the death and the resurrection of Christ. Thank you for the opportunity to follow you that because of Christ, you didn't make yielding impossible. Father, I ask that you just continue to open our hearts and remove all the distractions, Lord, that cause us not to yield. If it's because we won't control, Father, we ask that we surrender it. If it's because we care what people think and we want to be approved, we ask that we can surrender that to you as well. And Father, if it's because we simply are wrestling with our faith, Father, even that, Father, that question, those doubt, teach us to yield those things unto you, Father. Father, we know that whatever capacity of leadership, whether it's as parents, as coaches, as pastors, as a staff, we have a position of leadership. And Lord, those who follow us are going to be yielding to what we yield to. So Father, teach us how to yield to you simply, even in this new year, as we make resolutions. Father, let us first start with what, asking you what you want for us. Father, cover our hearts. Lord, there is an enemy that kills, steal, and destroy and try to take our attention. But Father, Lord, we pray that you just bring us back into a place where we simply know that the truth will set us free. Now, Father, give us the gift to yield. Simply want to be in right standings and listening to you, Father. Thank you for this church body. And thank you for the difference that we get to make when we seek your kingdom first and you add everything else. Thank you for the gift, Lord, that you set before us and led us. In the gift of Jesus, the example of Jesus, our Father who in heaven, thank you for being holy in Jesus' name. Amen.